Overcast skies envelop the upper city of Piltover for the third day in a row. The afternoon sun is hidden behind dreary clouds and undercity fog. The cobbled streets are slick with the spitting rain. Tinkerers and inventors study and work tirelessly in workshops and labs in the Piltover University. Nobles and aristocrats talk in hushed tones in elaborate rooms where decisions are made and the future of progress is mapped out. The man of progress watches over the city through flags hung on lampposts that dot every major city street and canal. The Hextech gates fire far above the university, reminding the citizens of Piltover of the great achievements they have had in both the worlds of technology and of magic. However, our eyes do not turn to the grand classrooms or to the wealthy elite that make the city of Piltover what it is. But instead, we look to a narrow street filled with boarded-up shops and then to a wooden sign that reads, Custom Inventigations to a forgotten-about inventor and her loyal protector who now take jobs that the enforcers of the city do not want. Behind their door is a simple desk with the head of a woman with wild red hair resting upon it in a deep sleep. A piltover construction bot stands along the east wall in power-saving mode. Nearly empty filing cabinets now partially left open, scattered papers and a half-dozen half-drank, now cold cups of coffee complete the scene. Let's meet our slumbering sleuths as their fates are about to change and they have the first opportunity to forge their own legends in the streets of Piltover and the dark alleys of the Undercity. So you guys see a lithe young woman, slightly above average height. She is asleep, leaning back in her chair, a, a bowl of nachos in the lap, a cold cup of coffee next to her on the desk, sock-covered feet, up on top of a stack of papers. She wears simple brown pants, white collared shirt with grease and or nacho stains, uh, rolled up sleeves and a loosened black tie around the neck. Uh, holding said bowl of nachos uh, are form-fitting black rubber gloves with mechanical housing built onto them. They run from the knuckles uh, all the way up the forearms. There's electrical wiring and slots for tools to be sheathed in and, and hidden away, uh, as well as buttons, dials, gauges, uh, all sorts of things that uh, one might be familiar with if they frequent the uh, Piltover University. Uh, at the top of each glove before reaching the elbow, there is a circular plug where a power source might attach as well. Um, she does, in fact, have frizzy copper red hair popping out uh, from underneath a bowler hat uh, that is tucked down just enough uh, to cover her eyes. Uh, her pale complexion uh, is broken up by the bagging <laughs> under said eyes, as well as uh, a perpetual mild acne. Uh, behind the desk, you also see uh, a step stool, and uh, leading up to it is what looks like to be a peculiar partial suit of armor. Up against the wall of the east wall, you see... A robot, not just a robot, a construction bot built in Piltover nonetheless. As it rests in its slumber mode, you can see the copper brushed red metal of this bot stands at an astonish astonishing six foot one. 
His eyes completely closed as they open. You see them blink a couple times, almost opening and closing in a completely circular manner, almost like an airlock in a spaceship. Above his kind resting smile, he has a mustache, two armbands over his upper biceps, and a belt all made of a very ornate, tarnishable silver metal. Despite not having any actual clothes on, these garments are what he calls his work attire. He does like accessories after all. Arguably most notable of his appearance is the solid black warhammer clipped to his back. You can tell that there is more to this bot than meets the eye, as there seems to be a rumbling inside the core, the belly of said bot. With compartments hidden all over the place, you see a, a small sl slat on the side that says Alex, A-L-E-X-I-I. -I. The two of your characters sitting in your room, one in power saving mode, the other one fast asleep at the desk, are suddenly jolted awake. The spattering of rain outside wasn't the thing that did it. Instead, it was a firm knocking on your front door. Something that's strange, as it's typically only enforcers who come by giving you investigation jobs that you probably don't want, and certainly they don't want. But in this case, it's uh, knocking, not someone just striding in, bursting into your office space. Knock, knock, knock. Uh, <clears throat> Alexi. Yes, yes. What is... What is that? Did we, did we leave the laundry on or something? Oh, uh, what's that knock, sound? Knock, knock. I don't, I don't, I don't believe so. Is, is it business hours still? Um, I don't know if I was awake for the last business hours. Well, it's three o'clock. I do believe it's still business hours. Quite unusual for us to be getting a knock at the door. Let me go, take a look. Alexi walks over to the door. Hello. It, it, this is custom investigations. Uh, we are open. Uh, what? What can I? What, what, who are you? As you slide the door open, uh, there's a woman who stands outside in the rain. No raincoat. Instead, her hair is soaking wet. Her eyes red and swollen. She's probably about five foot six. Um, long dark hair. Long dark hair. Uh, human. Probably. Uh, you would guess ballpark at first glance maybe 40, maybe 40 to 45 years old, give or take. Um, she's dressed in noble clothes. Like, she looks wealthy into do. She certainly is not someone from the Undercity, and you're guessing maybe not sort of like counselor-level aristocratic, um, but certainly, uh, you know, well-to-do from part of the upper city of Piltover. Oh, well, let me grab my clipboard. He walks over to the desk and grabs his clipboard. Um, she steps into the room behind you uh, and stands dripping wet on the floor in front of the desk. Wait, before you go any further, I, m I must ask you a couple questions. Uh, are you here to harm us? N no, no. He checks the box. Uh, are you here to uh, confiscate anything uh, that we may have appropriated uh, unknowingly or knowingly of somebody else's? N no, I'm not here to rob you. Checks that box. Um, would you like some hot bean water? Uh, he means coffee. Would you like some coffee? Yeah, yes, coffee. She she looks around the room and and like you see that she glances at you know the the six or more uh, half drank coffee cups that are around, but doesn't doesn't see uh, like a hot percolator in the room. And um, she initially goes to say, ah, yeah, 
Um, no, no, thanks. I'm fine. Oh, that's fine. Your tent sounds like you would like. Sounds like you'd like some. He's where he's he checks that box as well. Uh, please sign here. He turns the clipboard to her. Uh, she sort of absentmindedly uh, doesn't even really look at, at what you've handed her, but just signs her name and then hands the pen to you. Oh well, well thank you. He, he takes it, takes it, goes and puts it on a stack of clearly uh, like waivers that have not been even looked at or touched in like quite some time. Anyway, <laughs> uh, th- now that that's out of the way, welcome to custom investigations. Um, uh, d- would you like to go ahead? He turns to his partner. She still has her feet up on the uh, the desk and has since moved the bowler hat back off of her uh, bright green eyes. Uh, but uh, the bowl of nachos remains, and she's kind of like thumbing around through it, like kind of looking for a not soggy nacho, uh, and looks up. Yeah, actually, you can take a seat somewhere. Alexi, get a chair for our uh, guest hopefully client um are you are you uh taking new jobs then i came by to see if you were taking new jobs he kind of alexi comes from the back room with uh kind of a very old very rickety wooden chair that does not seem to be balanced by any measure and he kind of places it behind the woman and almost like bumping into the back of her knees (laughs) like insinuating that she sit down (laughs) She says she sort of like startles uh, it just a bit and then says thank you and takes a seat in the in the like the chair. And as she sits down, it sort of rocks to one side and once again sort of startles her. But she seems to find a way to sort of like balance it where it's only on two or four legs uh, the whole time and just sort of slightly teetering back and forth on the uneven wooden floor of your office. Alexi goes and stands on the side of the desk and he's kind of like unknowingly like rocking with her as she kind of (laughs) rotates in this chair trying to balance every time she rocks he also kind of rocks just to try to stay on the same plane as her uh uh, she looks uh up at the red-haired uh last thumbing around at the nachos and she's uh you the owner Uh, my name's ada she she, like is was still looking at the nachos and then like uh almost like shakes out of it and puts the nachos down uh sort of leans over across the desk knocking a few things off of it a stapler sort of tumbles ellie deets uh, nice to meet you yes i am the co-owner of course uh, you've already met my business partner alexi he waves excitedly yeah yes P- pleasure to meet you once again my name is ada and i think i need your help got it yes uh, most people do come to us uh, for help sometimes they come for invention consulting which is also a service we offer uh, be sure to tell your friends because um not a lot of people can really get things done quite as efficiently especially when it comes to uh, uh electronic integrations as myself but uh, <clears throat> that's not what you came here for alexi do we have any did, did you sign the form did we get the waiver she signed the forms. Yes, she did. And if oh, you'd like excellent. a business card, we will go ahead and think about making them. Uh, we've been considering it, um, but we just need more interest. So if you or any of your other friends want a business card, we will definitely think about it. Uh, business cards, a little pricier, slightly outside our budget range. Uh, Lexi here, you know, he does gobble up quite a bit in terms of repairs. <clears throat> it's not to my fault. Um, I need your help. I, I, I need your help finding my son. Who is your son? My son's name is Otto Font. He went missing a few nights ago. Um, he was at a party. The enforcers won't help me. They say he's a suspect. 
So Ellie, as Ada says that, it sort of triggers something in your brain. Uh, and your eyes dart across your desktop. And there on the desktop is a newspaper from like two days ago um, where uh, there was an enforcer uh, raid or it, to you it seems like a raid. Like you're, you're not real sure. Like the article is not terribly clear, but it was like it wasn't on the front page, but it was on like the third page. Um, but it was like a, a relatively large article um, by a local reporter um, from Piltover where they're outlining there was some sort of uh, sort of a, a, a Piltover University party that was held off campus that had gone wrong. Um, and uh, the Piltover enforcers had been called in. Um, and there was a, a bunch of students there uh, who had had a bit too much to drink, it seems. Um, but there was a fight of some type. One of the students uh, was uh, declared dead uh, the, the following day. Um, and so, like, it triggering uh ada is here about her son who's somehow involved in in what's been in the paper the last few days hmm. um am i to assume that your son is of the age to attend the university yes and he's a really good boy i don't know what type of crowd he was running with but hmm. listen after the party i haven't heard from him and I have tried to reach out to a couple of his friends, and I haven't heard from them either. And I don't know where they are, and my son isn't the one to not respond, and he's not one to not return to his room. And the enforcers, they say I can't enter his room at the university anymore. They say that he's a suspect, but I know that my son wouldn't have done anything like what happened at that party, and I need help clearing my son's name I need somebody to find him. I need to know that he's... I need to know that my son's okay. Hmm. Well, tears notwithstanding, there is certainly an avenue for us to pursue this investigation. Of course, uh, it's no surprise to me that the enforcers, dolts that they are, were ineffective. It's also of no surprise to me that your son's friends... Uh, shall we say, uh, are largely cowards. There, I said it. The university breeds the like. Nonetheless, uh, I believe we have the means and, of course, hopefully, the motive to take this case. My husband and I can pay your price. Just tell us what it is. We need to find our boy. Oh, we're hired. Let me get my good mustache. And he goes to the back. It does seem we have an accord. Alexi will bring you our pay rates, and uh, we can get that all ironed out. Here are our pay rates. Please sign this form. Ada thanks both of the investigators profusely and turns to the door, heading back out into the storm that hangs over Piltover. 